Hey there, I'm Janine Noggle, and I'm the host of the UECU podcast. Well, hi, everybody. We are just so happy to have another opportunity to chat with uh, our listeners and just to bring a little uh, news to you from UECU. Um, For those of you who have never been a listener of our podcast before, we thank you for joining us today. We kind of have a little bit of a continuation in topic from last month. And I'm very excited that we have uh, another special guest to kind of continue to talk about um, one of the communities of folks that we serve here at UECU, and that is electric linemen. And so last month, uh, we interviewed Ray Johnson. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I I encourage you to do so. She um, started and runs an amazing organization with a lot of help from, from many other people. Uh, and sh- they do great work actually providing services and help to um, the families and to injured linemen, um, those who have been lost in the line, those who have been um, injured and are recovering, providing them financial and emotional support. And so um, it, I would be remiss to say um, you know, to, to, to overlook the fact that, uh, unfortunately, in Ray's life, those things uh, have happened. And so today we th- just are thinking of Ray and Tom and just uh, the challenges that they're going through because Tom was in an accident not too long ago, so after our recording. So Tom and Ray, just know that we are pulling for you and we are um, hoping that things go well. We're just so grateful that Tom is still with us, Um, but just know that uh, you have a lot of friends here at UECU and beyond um, all over the nation, and we're pulling for you. So Oh, goodness, I knew I was going to lose it. <laughs> so, Ray, we love you. Tom, we just hope all the best comes for you um, out of all of this, to, you know, th- this terrible time. Um, so, anyway, that being said, um, I, I would like to introduce our uh, guest today. Um, and before I do so, I just want to hit a couple of little points that we talked about in that interview with Ray. Um, you know, when we talk about uh, electric linemen and just the kind of job that it is and, and how important it is, it's important to understand how dangerous it is, too. And so I quoted this last time, but I just wanted to, to reiterate it today, and that is that um, – you know, the studies that have been done, the surveys that were done, um, there was an online group, and I will put a link to that in the show notes today when we're done, um, talks about how dangerous it is. So it actually falls right around the third most dangerous, um, at least from the stats that I have. Maybe my guest will have other things to talk about. Um, and, and out of 100,000 linemen in the United States, um, 42 lose their lives every year. And 20, I'm sorry, 2,400 of them are injured. And so uh, it's not a uh, career for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, and uh, so when we talk about this and, and just how we've supported some of these folks through the years, it's been an honor to get to know them and get to talk with them. And so today I get to do this one more time and actually in studio. So um, I would like to introduce Herb Lovett. Thanks so much, Herb, for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, so you have a, a really great history of, uh, you know, in this line of work. Um, before we get started, I know that you um, have also, you know, had some connections with Ray and Tom. I didn't know if there was anything you wanted to say before we moved on, um, just to give you an opportunity to to reach out to them this way. Sure. So. I was up with them uh, on Father's Day weekend at the rodeo just a few weekends ago uh, in Hazleton, Mm -hmm. and I got to spend some time with them. I've been trying to get up there the past couple years to support um, from our local IBW 777 to show support for their organization and what they're doing. And uh, Dave became, you know, friends. We talked different times throughout the year, Ray and I, about different (laughs) topics and, you know, um, obviously advancing the cause. Sure. And I would like to point out at this point, they do have a GoFundMe set up for her husband, uh, Tom. If you if you go on there and look up uh, Ray Johnson, okay. uh, type that in, it'll come up. And they do have a GoFundMe to, for his medical expenses. And, and that's also been made available on the, um, the National Sisterhood for Journeyman Linemen. Yes. So NSUJL, um, and I'll put links to the NSUJL site and to their uh, Facebook page. Sure. I'll put that in the show notes just so people can find that too. Great. So, yeah, so, you know, an organization that's so quick to jump to people's needs when they need it is yeah. hit personally. And 
um, you know, I think it's the community and hopefully the line community can reach out and help them out in their time of need. So, agreed. Agreed. Um, I'd like to point everybody to that. <laughs> and obviously, Tom, you know, we wish you a speedy recovery and, and Ray, you know, by his side, hopefully everything uh, gets back to normal for you guys. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for that. And I'm, I'm sure that they appreciate that immensely. It's um, she's come to a lot of people's aid. Sure. Um, and yeah. so it's. Um, I guess it's good to know that that aid is there because she helped make some of that happen. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's uh, now it's time for a little bit of a turnaround, I guess. So anyway, yep, Tom so and Ray, wishes. We're, we're thinking of you. Yep. Um, so before we actually kind of talk about your life today and what it's like, well, let's set the stage a little bit. So, you know, how did you even settle on this line of work? Like, what did you want to be as a kid? Was it this? <laughs> Uh, I would say no, because first of all, I didn't even know Lyman existed sure. when I was a kid, really. Um, I always grew up doing outside activities, um, surfing, snowboarding at the beach. Um, so I did always know I wanted to do something outside, outside. Um, okay. not behind a desk, not in a factory, not, uh, you know, punching a computer or whatever. Nothing against any That's of that. All right. That's that all right. That is just not for me. That's all right. So, um, I always had different jobs, starting out with landscaping, um, roofing and siding, worked at a golf course, maintenance, and uh, eventually uh, led into what I'm doing today, um, the line work stuff. So it's so pretty fun. How'd you get introduced to it? So uh, a girl I was seeing at the time, her neighbor had actually introduced me to it. Uh, he worked for Pico. Okay. And uh, he was a lineman for Pico. And he, at the time, I was doing roofing and siding for not that much money and sure. again another very dangerous job yeah, you're on, climbing up on roofs right. and not you know being strapped in so and all roof, that pole, sketchy what's stuff right? yeah so so i thought well that sounds pretty cool you know he started talking to me about it a little bit and um one thing led to another i found the first energy uh power systems institute program which was basically built for people like me looking okay. to get into the trade so it just happened to be they were starting it out at the time uh ramping it up back in 2007 okay. at the time. So, um, that's, and that's still in existence today. still in existence today. They've pushed four to 5,000 workers through that program all over the, over the you know, five states, um, Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Jersey, Maryland, West Virginia. Okay. So they've pushed a lot of workers into the trade through so that program. So there's a lot of different campuses of that. It's not yes. just here in good old Berks County, although we have one. We do have one, yeah. yeah. There is Jersey, Ohio, you know, there's multiple areas that it's set up and, and running and okay. um, they're geared towards getting people out of high school and people that are looking to get into a lifelong career you know make some good money yeah and which so. and we'll talk about that cause yeah that, that that is part of it sure um and i can so. just speak from my perspective i think you know for five or six years i was driving around and i was meeting with line crews and tell them about the credit union of course but it was usually yeah. at safety picnics and different things like that right or safety events and i just i think i remember even back like in 09 so i started in 09 and 10 um and the conversations has never seemed to wane since i've been here that there's just not enough of you guys. Sure. Like, you yeah. know, that... Uh, We're still that, talking about that <laughs> these days. Well, just that the... I think the statistic that caught me really off guard at the time was... Um, what did, I, I think someone was... And I'm going to get the statistics wrong, but it's something in the general portion of like two thirds of electric linemen were within like five or 10 years of retirement Yeah. at that time. So right. that's 13 years ago now, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think about that a lot when, you know, people are upset that their power is not on. I'm like, well, there's not enough of you guys out there. So, sure. you know, the fact that there are programs like the, the PSI Institute um, and that that's run uh, now, is that specific to just the first energy company? It is, it is. but okay. there are other uh, power utilities that are doing the similar things. And there's also IBW apprenticeships that bring people in that way as well. So okay, uh, IBW sponsored local construction uh, apprenticeships. Gotcha. So, all right. So yeah. basically, it's there's all multiple, hands on deck. Let's get them in. <laughs> yeah, there's multiple pipelines. If you want to be a lineman, you can you can be a lineman if you're physically able to, and okay. you can you know do the job. So well, and like you said, I think it's just um, it's one of those trades that really, unless you know someone that does it. Like, how would you find out about it? Or you yeah. just don't think about it. It's like, right. oh, yeah, I see the guys, and they're in the bucket trucks. But I don't really think about that as a career. It's just not something we that's often presented. take it for granted, you know, right? Like, yeah. when we plug our phones in or 
plug our computers and our microphones right. in. We, just, we don't know what the average person doesn't know what it takes no. to make that happen. And I didn't until I got into that world, you sure. know, and now I'm deep into the world. Okay. So, so let's um, talk a little bit about the training that you did go through. Sure. Um, you know, so, um, what was, you know, how long was the training, um, you know, compared to lots of other secondary educational things? Was it very expensive? How did it work for you? So for the program that I went through, um, it's a four-year apprenticeship through okay. uh, MedEd or First Energy, as okay. they're, they're uh, known. And um, basically, your first two years, you're training at their training facility um, and you're also going to community college for general ed classes okay. because at the time they're paying to get, give you an associate's degree. Okay. Um, so I went to RAC two and a half days a week, which is Reading Area Community College for mm-hmm. those that don't know. And then the other two and a half days a week, I was at MedEd on site learning okay. with the trainers and uh, learning the trade, learning how to tie knots, how to <laughs> wire up transformers, how to climb. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Um, so it starts from, hey, you're interested, to you get – it just keeps on going, uh, the process. And uh, after your four years are done, you top out. You're a journeyman lineman, and you're kind of somewhat on your own or able to be on your own on a crew at that point. You, okay. You kind of know what you're doing, but we're really we're learning every day. We're never, we're never uh, done learning. No, so, I, that's probably true for every uh, everything. But, sure. you know, that one has, uh, you know, and, uh, and one of the things I was going to ask you, obviously, it's very dangerous work. Like, how did that make you feel when you were really starting to train and climb the poles and mess right. with the electricity and all of that good stuff? Like, yeah, that did. Did, did people drop out? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, my class, yeah. my climbing school. I remember well over 50 people when, when I started okay. climbing. And by the time they were done with us, there was 12, wow. maybe 8 to 12. Okay. So there was quite a few that dropped out or didn't make the cut or whatever. Um, okay. So it, it was rigorous training, Okay. Um, the initial pole climbing and stuff. But uh, I look at it as a challenge, you know, learning new, new things every day, um, learning different electrical systems, different ways to do the same job based on where you come from or your experience or working in different areas. Um, okay. To me, it's challenging always learning and evolving. And um, like I said, we're never, we never know it all. And when, usually when you think you do is when you get in trouble. Right. So I, I, uh, I welcome the challenge of it, for sure. Cool. So, so four years in, you become a journeyman. And, um, and, and so these are the things where, I'm, like the side note from – this is my from my mom heart, right? Is my mom heart is I had two kids that went through high school, you know, went to college, and it was very good for them. But I think a lot of times we don't really promote opportunities like what you went through, um, and we don't often. Um, I think society as a whole doesn't often honor them in the way that they should. Um, you know, so I think it might be surprising for people to learn that you know when you're in a skilled trade like this, um, it is four years of training, like. Yeah. At you, least some you, longer. You don't just you don't just like um, get on by and get passed on and no, there's actual real learning going on. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> documented. It's, uh, yeah. All your different stuff is documented and checked, and uh, there's no skating by. No, um, definitely not. Yeah, so you know it, it's um, it's an I always look at it, and my husband's in the trades. It's always in my mind. It's intelligence of another kind. You know, it's it's intelligence. It's just not the. I mean, it is book learning and it is all of those things, but people don't think of it that way. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, some of the smartest people I know are in the trades. And honestly, you need smart people in the trades because sure. there'd be a whole lot more problems going on if yeah. there weren't, they're, right? They're doing a lot of the dirty work that keeps the world turning, yeah. as, as we like to put it. That yes. Nobody recognizes and we're okay with not being recognized. We don't mind that. Um, but I'm a big proponent of the trades. Um, I have no college debt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm... I, that's helped my family, my young, sure. my family, my kids, my wife, not having that burden of college debt. I have a skilled trade that nobody can take away from me. You know, I have the knowledge to work just about anywhere in the country if I want to. Right. So, And it's well-paid work. Sure, yeah. It's also a lifestyle in and of itself, and we'll talk a little bit about that um, as we continue to go through this. Um, so, you know, there really are – I, I kind of had it on a que- as a question on here, but the truth is there really are job opportunities for people who go through training like this. And, um, you know, that's one of the things sometimes with college, and I am not 
putting down college because right. no, I graduated I. from college. My I. kids graduated from college. My husband did not because he went through a four-year journeyman program. Sure. Um, you know, but it's just that having the choice and to understand that there are good choices out there on both sides and that we need both. Um, you know, the fact is there are a lot of you retiring. Not you yet. Yeah, You're no, still young. Got a ways to go. <laughs> You're still young yet. But there's a <laughs> lot of you doing your job who are, you know, ready to be retired and they've earned their ability to do so but um replacing that um uh, that group of people that group of experienced people is um is only going to happen if we stop um treating the trades like it's a second option right it's not a second option. absolutely it's an absolutely wonderful first option for sure yeah yeah, so, yeah um, i i'm a big proponent of that I, I always talk to my friends and family about this uh, my niece, who's 18 years old, you know, I talked to her about, hey, find a trade. You know, you don't not that you don't have to go to college or whatever. Or if you want to, great. But if you can find a skilled trade and uh, learn it, and nobody can take that away from you. You can take that wherever you want to go. You're absolutely right. So I'm a big so, proponent of that. So what is um, what's the toughest thing about being in this line of work? What what is it that um, that makes you go, wow, okay. Today's going to be a rough one. So what would you think be the toughest part? Oh, well, I mean, first thoughts probably for a lot of people is the weather and the nature of the work. Okay. Um, you know, what we're doing, working at elevated heights, working with high voltage electricity, um, problem solving mm. uh, for some people that doesn't come as easy. Uh, but for me, my biggest has probably been the work-life balance of it. And okay. keeping the peace at home and doing <laughs> what I need to do at home yeah. when I'm a father and a husband. Right. Uh, and, and doing what I need to do when I'm at work and being, you know, sometimes a leader at work, leading a young crew or, you know, mm. making sure everybody gets home safe, whatever it is. Yeah. So it depends on the individual, you know. But um, for me, it's probably the work-life balance because we are so in demand. Our phones yeah. are constantly ringing to come into work. I bet. Um, so, you know, being able to – to, to keep both sides happy and plus live out your dreams and live and do what you want to do sure. at the same time. So that's probably been the toughest thing for me. Okay. So what might have been so far the best thing? Like what's, where's that moment where you just went, yep. And that's why I do it. Uh, well, usually when we get the lights back on in the <laughs> storm, you know, you'll hear that from a lot of guys. Yeah. You see kids cheering, um, you know, people, when you, when you light up a whole block or a whole city sometimes yeah. with closing on a switch or a fuse, um, it's a good feeling, you know, and, and there's been times where I've gone in on Christmas day mm -hmm. after spending time with my family and a storm's been going on to help other people. And you see the joy that, that it brings them and the kids are able to you know, to see the Christmas tree light up yeah. again after being out of power for a couple of days or whatever. Right. So that makes it worth it for us. Even um, on the even on the family days when you got to go in, there's still does. value. Yeah, and they understand. You know, my wife knows what she <laughs> she knows what she was getting into fully. <laughs> and I talked to my daughter and my son about it. My daughter's four; she's starting to understand it. Okay. So I say, oh, when it's stormy, Daddy has to go to work. You know, she's I'm starting to. So she she does understand it too. Yeah, and I mean, granted, at a four at a four year old level, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, for your wife, that's a whole other thing. You sure. Know? And, and having chose, I mean, in a way, I always look at you know, even talking with Ray, um, you, it's like you choose that lifestyle, then you choose each other, and she ends up choosing that lifestyle with you. Absolutely, and yeah. it's not just me; it's all the guys I work with. It's all their wives. Yeah. And all the friends, <laughs> and it's it's a whole community. You know, just like you found with uh, yeah. Ray and, and their organization, yeah. uh, it it really is li the line life community, right? Or however you want to put it. No, um, that's a great way to describe brothers it. Brothers and sisters in the trade, and we support each other in our darkest times and our best of times. We go to graduations, we go to each other's birthdays, kids' birthdays. Yeah. So we you. A lot of times you spend more time with your coworkers than you do your own family. So they do become Well, it sounds to me family. like you probably drag your family along to a lot of that, though, too. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but they enjoy well, it. I'm going to say they don't really have to get dragged. That yeah. probably come willingly because it is it does. I mean, I notice it just from being on the outside of it every once in a blue moon when I would be around it. Like it is like stepping inside a, a, a community in an in 
in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would always joke I'd walk on site and, and, and people would be joking around and, oh, my gosh, they pick on each other mercilessly. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then they'll say something that's a little off color and they'll, they'll, like, look over the shoulder like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. But, like, there's just such this comfort level yeah. um, around each other. Uh, and, look, you, you're putting your lives on the line and you're trusting that person to care for you. It's, um, you know, I guess – I'm sitting here thinking out loud, but really it's not all that different than a battlefield experience. Like you, you're looking out for your buddy all the time. Right. No and, doubt. They're, and they're looking out for you. You want him to go home to his or her family and be with them and their children yeah. every day with all 10 fingers and all 10 toes, you know? Yes. So, um, yeah, that it's definitely teamwork, camaraderie, <laughs> and a lot of pride. We have a lot of pride. Yeah. In what and you we should, do. Yeah. I mean, for what you guys do, um, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's, that's, it's a cool thing that you do. So let's talk about um, when, when the sun is shining and everything is wonderful. <laughs> what's a typical day like for you? For, you know, what's a typical day like um, for, your, for you and your crew? So we come in in the morning. Um, you know, we get our work for the day. We formulate a plan on how we're going to get there to this job site, what we're going to do, what material we need, what trucks we have, uh, the different guys on the crew and their different qualifications. We might have apprentices that new guys. We might have a guy that just stepped onto the job that day and he's now he's on our crew. So okay. it's basically uh, we take some time in the morning to get all that stuff together okay. uh, based on what our job assignment for the day is and try to go out and complete that job with poles, wires, transformers, whatever we need for that day and come home at the end of the day and go home with okay. all our 10 fingers and 10 toes. So so like what are some of the, when you say like a typical job, like what are the kinds of things that you're doing? Because, you know, most people are not used to seeing, they might see you out doing something on a sunny day, but they're really thinking of you on the stormy days. Right. So on the sunny days, like what kind of things are the companies that you work for having you do? So anything from new customer work, uh, okay. new developments of houses being built, uh, commercial buildings going up where we have to upgrade our services, okay. upgrade our poles. We have uh, we have pole inspections that go on every year where they identify rotted poles that have been in the ground a little too long okay. and, and they need to get replaced. So we have a backlog of that that we try to keep up on. Um, aerial inspections now in the transmission side that I'm in now. Helicopters fly around and take pictures of problems. And, you know, it's our job assignment for the day to fix that at some point. Okay. So there's all this stuff going on. Um, outage work, you know, a squirrel chews into a transformer. A car hits a pole and, you know, the wires come down. Okay. Um, there is so many things that go on. Uh, overloaded equipment when it's as hot as it is today. Okay. You would think a sunny day, nothing happens. I promise you it still happens. Plenty of things happen Plenty on of sunny things. days. <laughs> People hit poles. They don't yeah. discriminate on which, you know, what the weather is. Um, transformers get overloaded. Um, animals get into stuff. Uh, contractors dig into our underground services sometimes. So just constantly, uh, I would say, upgrading and maintaining the electrical system okay. in so, the neighborhoods. And, and so that's really wherever you're needed what, at that moment. And absolutely. Which is, it's funny that you said about the flyover. So behind my house, there's actually some the higher voltage lines. Yep. Um, and, you know, I was working at home the one day, and all of a sudden hearing this helicopter. I'm like, we don't often hear helicopters around. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, hovering. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized it was moving ever so slowly. Yeah. It must have taken a good half hour just to cover maybe a half a mile. Yeah. So so what they do is uh, they'll, they're assigned a line from substation to substation. It might be five miles a line, whatever okay. it is. They will actually go through structure by structure and hover and look at every single component of that structure down to the nuts, okay. the bolts, the cotter keys. Uh, worn parts that might be worn from being out in the weather for 50 okay. years, cracked insulators from lightning maybe. Um, they're looking for anything that could cause an outage. Okay. And they will take pictures of it, send it back to uh, First Energy, and eventually it'll end up our de- on our desk one day <laughs> to go out and fix it. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of how that works. Um, but, yeah, they're out there every year doing different lines and – trying to keep the grid up and going, basically. So do you have different crews that, like, handle different lines? Or are you, one day you're on just a regular wooden pole, and the next day you might be working on one of the real the high steel ones? Towers, or, yeah, yeah, like the real tall things. Like, how does that get dished out, and does everybody kind of do everything? So, uh, yeah, I'll say yes and no <laughs> to that. Uh, so there's some specialists out there. It depends on the there. times, yeah. Okay, so all right. 
we have what we call the distribution side of our work, which is your neighborhood poles and wires yep. and stuff like that. Uh, that also includes uh, substations okay. and the substation equipment guys that maintain those, uh, you know, that That's equipment. That's a whole another whole That's a whole other animal. The, the line guys like myself don't usually get involved with the okay. substation stuff. Um, but it takes everything working collaboratively sure. up and running to for the grid to function. Right. So, and then there's the transmission side, which is the side I'm currently on. Okay. Um, I did spend most of my career in distribution. Okay. So I, I worked in the Reading surrounding area, Boyertown, Hamburg. Um, but now I'm on the transmission side working on the high line wires and the transmission uh, wires and stuff. Some of the big steel towers that oh. you see. So th- that stuff is going from substation uh to substation powering the substations that power the neighborhoods okay if that makes any sense no that that makes absolute sense they are sometimes even more important than uh the the lower voltage stuff well yeah because if one of those goes out an entire neighborhood or an entire city city, yeah yeah an area so um but yeah steel towers wood towers it's all the same but it's different based on whatever but we're all electrical workers sure um so are you still are you actually still climbing those? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we will do what we need to do to get a truck to it. Okay. If we can. Um, but yeah, we do climb. We have track equipment that is capable of going in swamps and uh, stuff. So we have some pretty pretty cool toys. <laughs> I like to call them. Well, but, uh, I think you guys not... also like toys in your yeah. personal lives too. It sure. seems like that. Yeah, you know, we, that's we been sure a lot do. of the fun. Yeah. So that it makes it fun. <laughs> it's something different every day, and the equipment you get to work with is pretty cool. Not everybody gets to do it. So, you know, yeah. we do, t- like I said, we do take a lot of pride in what we do. So and, um, I, well, I was talking to my kids uh, this weekend. They were home and you know, somehow we got on the topic of all of this and we were passing some of the lines. And I said, well, you know, sometimes they even use helicopters with workers on them. I don't know Absolutely. if they do that here so much. Yeah. But, you know, and they were looking at me like, you're crazy. I pulled up a video because, of yeah, course, you can YouTube. find everything on YouTube. Sure, absolutely. And I'm like, no, I'm not kidding, yeah. you know. And it was just kind of the process of how they get on the lines like a bird on a wire, absolutely. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And And really, again, things that the average person just doesn't even think about. Right. All those step downs from one level to the next and just how incredibly dangerous it is all the way down but to how, your outlet like, where you're plugging yeah. in your ipad you yeah know? yeah but no if uh, but so excited i mean it's it's just a job opportunity that um not a lot of people think about and so you know you've got kids that are in high school you know expose them to all different kinds of things and this yeah. is one of those trades that i mean we have a training program right here in our in berks county there's other ones across the nation um, to to look into and for the like you said for the cost of it and there is the, no cost uh, and right <laughs> it's free they pay for it they paid that's, for it for you to go through the greatest thing about it yeah. yeah so there's great opportunities there that people just don't think about right um, yeah I'm a big advocate for it and uh, we are trying to get more into the Votech schools okay and into the high school classrooms to to get people into the trade let them know what they're doing so yeah okay so those were kind of typical days um you have a lot throughout the year so maybe not day by day but you have a lot of um not so typical days so <laughs> when the big things happen and this is where i think the general public is like oh yeah there was a hurricane or there was a huge ice storm and you know i'm thinking back to texas last year and mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Gulf, there always seems to be something happening in the Gulf. Um, Louisiana. Yeah. That yeah. Was another big one. Yeah. So just, you know, what happened and, and Ray and I talked briefly about like the whole reciprocal agreement between power companies, because obviously they can't all have enough people on right, all the time, all the time right. to be able to afford to fix things like, but when something major happens, what's your life like, like, how does that day go or how does that week month whatever. Yeah, it <laughs> depends. Because it can be a very it, long time. It can, yeah. It depends on the severity of the storm. Um, so what will happen is, say something hits Florida Power and Light down in Florida, okay. uh, uh, which is a utility down there that we work with. We do too. And mutual assistance, <laughs> sure. So okay. they will call up to First Energy and say, hey, we need 500 linemen or however many you can spare. Okay. And First Energy will assess their resources, whatever's going on in their time. Okay. Uh, maybe they have a weather event up here and they can only give up so many people but generally if something goes on like that they'll send as many people as they can and uh you're down there you drive your bucket truck down there um they say pack for two weeks you might have an eight hour window to go home and get some sleep pack your bags and you're on your way you know generally we we kind of watch the weather with the nature of our jobs we might know it's coming a little bit okay especially if it's our turn to go 
uh, uh, per se. Or so, the, like, you kind of know, like, in the yeah, in the list, like, who went last time? Oh, okay, I didn't go last Ka- time, kinda. so it's probably my turn now. Yeah, and we yeah. get excited by that, most of yeah. us. I mean, the, the out-of-town um, opportunities, um, they, they the it doesn't rotate a whole lot, the list, because guys are usually going when it's their turn. They want to go. They enjoy it. The money's good. It's something different. Yeah. Get out of the shop for a little bit, you know, <laughs> see a different part of the country right. you might not have seen. And obviously going to help put the lights back on when you're needed. Yeah. Um, ba- our basic function of, of what we do. Right. So, again, we take pride in going down there, helping out and getting everybody back in power and getting back home safe. Uh, so how long can you be gone sometimes when something like that happens? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it up to a month before I've been gone. The longest I've been gone was three weeks. Okay. Um, in 2012, there was a pretty ugly storm that hit West Virginia and Ohio. Mm -hmm. And uh, 2017, I was down in Florida for two weeks for the Hurricane Irma. Okay. Which you guys supported. You guys sent us goodie bags. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we had fun that day. Yeah, I mean, that was great. it was kind of like, well, what can we do from Berks yeah. County? It's like, well, yeah. you know, snacks. Snacks exactly. are never a bad thing. Yeah, on the road. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's what happens. You get the call. You know, your wife probably already knows or has a heads up. It's coming, and you pack your bags. You say goodbye to your kids, your family, and you you go try to get home safe and yeah. get some lights back on. So, um, you know, when I these big storms are coming and you're beginning to hear it on the news, and like I said, this is where the, I think the general public at least has a better understanding of at least on a, on, a, on a very top level, like what you guys are, that you're going and that you're doing. Because obviously if you're even on the road, you see the, the caravans of bucket trucks going and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, they're headed down to the storm. And sometimes it looks like you guys even will go early. Yeah. Like the you know it's coming and yeah, and you'll get do. down there and do like a staging area and yep. be ready just to go in. Absolutely. Um and so yeah, so you spend a lot of time away from your family in those moments. Um so what's it like for them, you know, when you're away like that? Um you know, what are the challenges that they face? Cuz it is a lifestyle that you choose. It's not just a job and a paycheck. Sure. Um it's also a lifestyle. Yeah. So that's when the uh the women usually step up the, the line wives, they okay. know who they are. My wife's one of them. <laughs> right. Uh, and they, they step up and they do what they need to do. They take care of the kids. They might reach out to some of their friends and say, hey, I need some help. My husband's gone. Or one of the line guys that, that didn't go, you know, okay. he, their wives might get together and hang out and support, um, you know, whatever's needed. Okay. So uh, they understand and uh, they do what they need to do. I'll put it that way. I'll let them answer that okay, question. Okay, that's actually, you know what, <laughs> but, smart man, yeah, smart they, man. They, we could not do it without them. There we, you go. We couldn't do what we do without <laughs> them doing right. the work at home. Sure. And uh, luckily, the job has afforded my family and my wife to be able to stay at home okay. and raise our kids and, and make enough money that she doesn't have to work. Okay, so, so that I'm gives sure her some little freedom to happy be able with to. That. Well, sure. But Although it's, it's crazy uh, on some days and yeah. hard, as hard as it is. Yeah. Um. Well, and your schedule's just not always your own, you know, birthdays and Christmas and family gatherings and all those things. Yeah. Sometimes they get interrupted. Yeah. And they're their own breed, the line wives. (laughs) And like I said, I'll let one of them answer that question. Well, Ray did answer a little bit of that. So, you know, we'll we'll refer back to last recording to the the last podcast a little bit. Um, Okay. So you're, you're on storm duty. You're in, let's say, Louisiana. Like I remember the last one. That was in Louisiana. Actually, a really amazing thing happened on Facebook. There was a group that literally was just like, where are they? And setting up food and trying to, you know, help you get your laundry done. And and we have different groups that that support you in that way, too. Um, But it was just like it seemed like it had this groundswell of just – awareness that really wasn't there before Mm -hmm. and i know it wasn't i mean it was for you guys it was for the the uh, vegetation crews everybody that comes in because like you're one part of the puzzle right so you got people that are assessing the damage people that are fixing the damage people that are clearing it away so you can fix the damage yeah the tree tremors yeah everybody all that stuff um you know it's more than just your crews that are going and and so you're all involved but like how long a day is is a day when you're down there like doing that kind of stuff boy uh Normally 16-hour days, um, so yeah, you're, you're working a 16-hour day. You have eight hours off wow. the clock to rest and start it all over again at 6 a.m. Uh, depending on the conditions or the severity of the storm and what it's wiped out, you might be sleeping in tents mm. with no air conditioning. In or, Louisiana. In Louisiana. <laughs> you might be on cots with 100 other guys in a tent or more. 
You could have uh, sleep trailers. They do have those now that are a little nicer. Okay. Um, maybe if you're lucky, a hotel room that you share with another one of your guys, um, you know, that's about as good as it gets. Do you sleep Stay in your truck in sometimes? Yes, I have done that. <laughs> yep. All um, right. So here's a word to I all the people. Have. When you're seeing crews out and you're like, why aren't they doing something? Probably because they need some rest. Right. <laughs> so give them a break. And as Ray said, offer them a cup of coffee Absolutely. or some food. They won't say no. Yeah. No, there's times that we're waiting on uh, switching to be done from a different department or okay. somebody else to do uh, what they need to do. Maybe it's the tree trimmers before we go in and put the wires back up. Um, so I can understand why the general public thinks that. Right. But I promise you we are there to help and get the lights back on as soon as yeah. we can. Um, just because you don't see us doing anything doesn't right. mean we're not working. Right. We might be in the woods where right. you can't see us, but you see our truck parked on the street where we couldn't drive it to the to remote the spot. location. You know, so there's just so many things. But um, you don't know unless you're in it. So right. I can understand why they – think that yeah and i just like to take that moment to say it's more than what you see absolutely you know, it, always it's, it's so much always. more than what you see and there's all those different pieces of the puzzle that have to kind of align and work in in concert yeah to make those repairs possible um and so yeah thank we can't you just go that. around uh <laughs> putting wires up and closing and opening switches without being directed by our our dispatchers, our management team, sure. um, to make sure we're doing the right thing to not hurt another crew that might be working on the line down the road that might be from out of town. Gotcha. And, you know, so there's we double-check, triple-check everything to make sure uh, everybody goes home safe. Well, that's, that's the goal. That's a, that's a great segue, too. I think just, um, you know, every time I have been around uh, groups uh, of, uh, you know, line workers, met, uh, meter readers, the crews, the construction crews, all of that, safety is like, I mean, you, you can't miss the safety messages. Right. <laughs> I, I work for a credit union, and I've learned so much about yeah. safety, <laughs> <laughs> you know, going out and, and over the years. And, um, you know, and safety is no joke. I mean, it's, it's one thing for me to trip and hurt myself here at work. Um, it's another thing to be up in a bucket working on lines and something slips out of your hand yeah that's an entirely different thing um and um and and i and i think that's part of the reason why at least from my standpoint it seems like i think that camaraderie is so awesome yeah because you really are looking for out for each other and trying to make sure they go home the way they came in yeah And, and i mean the safety is loud on the crew too it's not just in the morning meetings it's constantly hey watch out for this or watch out for that or let's talk about this danger we see or, you know, what what could happen if this happens. Mm-hmm. You know, we're constantly planning and changing our our uh, scope, our job, constantly evolving the task based on the safest, uh, right. generally easiest way to do it for yeah. us. Um, it's, that, it's that balance, it seems, between um, getting the job done and mm-hmm. getting it done quickly as possible but not to forsake safety in the process. Yeah. And, and that's another thing with turning the power back on. Some It takes time because if you don't do it safely, then you guys aren't here the next time we need you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it all has to kind of have a balance. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just I, I think um, I'm trying to remember. I'm not going to remember his name, but at one of the safety events that I went to in New York, they had a guy that was talking, and, and I loved his his little safety message was basically like, you know, hold your hand up. And he's like, so before you touch anything, you do anything, just look at your hand and think of five people that want you to come home the way that you, can, that you went into the office that day or right. into the crew's, um, crew quarters that day. And I was like, you know, that's a really appropriate thing for all of us, like sure. just driving on the highway. Just coming to work in an office, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, make just, sure you get there safely. Yeah, just getting to work. Yeah. Um, but it was just an interesting – I thought it was an interesting and a short message, and it was one that was very memorable for me, obviously. Um, but it's just like, you know, it, just take that second. Yeah. Um, don't take the shortcut, no. you know, and make sure that uh, that you, the people that count on you can still count on you later that sure. day. I mean, for me now, a, a two-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter yeah. and my wife that I'd like to come home to every day and uh, spend time with them, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to let anything happen to right. myself or any of the guys I work with um, because I don't want to jeopardize that. Yeah, and so. you don't want to see people go through that heartache, and that's, that's and, exactly kind of... No, and, and kind of with our trade, the goal is... Um, you know, some of the new guys is to teach them from mistakes you've learned along the way. Mm. And so that they, that, that they can learn from that and be better than you were. Um, gotcha. You know, I want the guys behind me to be better linemen than I am. 
and teach the next generation to be better, and hopefully it just keeps carrying on. Right. Um, so some of that safety stuff, it always passes down little tips and tricks, and, you know, we're safer now than we've ever been. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it keeps in that direction. Yeah, I, so. I know we've used different uh, pictures for promoting things, you know, obviously to crews that we interact with, and we like to pick imagery that they would respond to. And I, I think there was a time when we were using an image of uh, – guys up on a line and there was no orange what oh, is the rubber yeah um, cover yeah there were hose, no covers yeah, yeah. Whatever you call <laughs> and so it was like you can't use that picture yeah <laughs> he's like because you know the safety over time has really changed yeah and um you know sure. it's very different today than 40 years ago when it was a couple weeks of training and come on out with the crew and yeah learn I mean, on the job and the ibw started because people were dying you know yeah. uh 50 of all the linemen that tried to be a lineman were dying because they didn't know what they were doing right um and we're still learning today you know 120 years later so uh we're still learning about electricity yeah it's not a science it's a theory (laughs) so uh Uh, constantly we're constantly evolving and, and trying to be safer than the last generation that left us and i give credit to the older guys that i learned from in my shop you know that taught me things to be able to be where I'm at today. It's a lot different so, than just what you read in the book. Yeah, for sure. So that experience really means something. It does. Yeah, yeah. we got we got a lot of experience going out the door with people retiring. And, yeah, uh, I'm hopeful for the next generation of linemen. Um, but man, it it sucks to lose some of those guys. Yeah, but you're stepping into that role, you know, and, yeah. and people like you are stepping into that role. And you are the the blessing is you have learned from those who are retiring. Yeah. So you have lessons to pass on that maybe you didn't need to learn firsthand. Thank goodness. Right. Um, and you're learning your own lessons and passing that on. So the good news is, you know, it, those lessons aren't lost. They're just being transferred from one generation sure. to the next. Yep. So that that's a really cool thing. So, um, you know, obviously, we could talk about what it is that you do for a living because every day is a little bit different, and we could do that for an hour. Hmm. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about you know, um, we've kind of hinted at some of the things. But what you know, what were some of the perks of this job that really made you go, yeah, you know what, it's worth the risk, it's worth the danger, and um, and how does that like fulfill you personally? What are the things that really were the perks that went, yep, that's for me? Yeah, so. Uh... I guess I could start with uh, outside work. Okay. Um, Definitely, some, that was part of it. Yeah, something different every day. Like I said earlier, a challenge every day generally. Um, we're not doing the same thing every day ever. <laughs> um, so that's No boredom cool. going on there. There's no boredom. Um, technology has made our jobs f- fun, easier, safer to some degrees. Okay. Um, like I mentioned, some of the track equipment that we're currently using that we didn't have so what do you mean of, by track equipment? Uh, like, uh, basically, it's like a, a bucket truck mounted on a tank. Oh, uh, so wow. So picture it going in a swamp okay. or in a uh, hillside or, you know, somewhere where you might not be able to drive a regular truck. Okay. Um, so something like that. So it has a track on it. Okay, yes, now I got just it. just like a tank. The light bulb a, went a, off. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for me, being a guy, what guy doesn't love or what kid doesn't love trucks, you know, right. and, and equipment like that. Yeah. And to, do, to be able to get to work with some of that stuff. When no, a very small number of people in the country do, yeah, that's pretty cool to me. That's awesome. So and it's fun and it makes it challenging and. Uh, but it pro- gets the job done solved. too. It does get the job done. Yeah. So technology's helped us a lot. Okay. Um, it's hurt us in some ways, but it's also helped us. All right. Battery presses, making connections with a uh, battery press instead of a, a hand press where it's you know straining your shoulders and your arms okay. and whatnot. All those little moves. So that a little you say, kinder to you physically now than when you started. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Just in my thirteen years, okay. um, I can only imagine the older guys that have lived, you know, thirty, thirty-five years of it. Yeah. Um, so some of those guys are needing neck surgeries, back surgeries, knee surgeries, and I'm hopeful that when I'm that age, maybe I won't because maybe I would have taken care of my body a little bit more and just because had of the, the technology. And yeah. yeah. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but yeah. Just, I would say, doing something that a very small number of people can do and uh, taking pride in it. When we drive by a pole that I put in seven years ago from a car pole accident, and I can point it out to my wife. Hey, I put that pole in. You know, I remember that. I remember that day. I remember right. who I was working with. Um, stuff like that's pretty cool. Being able to build something and it might last for the next 60 years alongside the what road somewhere. What a neat thing to show or, your kids, too. Yeah, it is. And I, I, it's funny you say that. I was – I always drive around with my daughter and I talk to her 
about it because she like, she's curious about what I do for work. Sure. So I always point up and I tell her about the power lines. And uh, one of these days she was at preschool and she must have started talking to her teacher at her preschool about the power lines and pointing up and explaining all about them and everything. And so my wife picked her up that day and the teacher told her this. And uh, I guess she taught the teacher something <laughs> she never knew about power lines, oh my word. which was kind of cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I always, we're always talking when we're driving. She, uh, we talk about red light, green light, yellow <laughs> light, when to stop. She's, you know, when to turn. It's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cause so, your life just flows right into all of those things that it we does. take for granted. You plug like when you plug something into the wall, that means something different to your four year old than it does to my four year old. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you explain it different. Yeah. And I, I plan on doing the same thing with my son, um, whether they go into any kind of trade like I'm in, I'll certainly encourage it. But sure. they're going to be able to make their own choices. Uh, but if they're curious about what I do, I'm going to tell them. And that's awesome. So, yeah. So. Cool. All right. So, you know, that's obviously one of the perks for you is that whole outside and just really the pride of the things that you do. But, you know, the part that I see from the the credit union that serves a lot of you, um, it's steady work. It's a it's a good family income. And you hinted on that earlier, you know, just the ability for your family to choose for one of you to not work. And that has become possible because of the work that you do. So work life balance it might be a little tougher for you being the guy who's doing that job, but for your family as a whole, there's a whole different family balance that you can provide if that's what's wanted. Obviously not every spouse is going to feel that way. Right. Um, and, uh, but that's, you know, to me, I see that as being a, a perk and then just the camaraderie, you know, um, I have a lot of good friends here at the credit union, but, um, you know, and we are involved with each other's lives a little, but it's just on a whole other level. Yeah, you know? oh, big time. Like I said, <laughs> birthdays, retirement yeah. parties, I mean, softball games, you know, stuff. We, we support each other just like our family, you know, we would support our own family. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier with Ray and her husband and their time of need, I would hope that the yes. wine community would step up and help them out because that's what they're doing for people on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. So um, it, it's family. <laughs> and that's that's what's cool. I mean, I think it is like you have two families. Um, yeah. And actually, the one family kind of your personal family becomes part of a bigger family because of what you do. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of cool. Um, so, you know, we've talked a little bit about well, and, and you smartly said I would let the line wives describe what it's like outside of outside <laughs> yeah. of you know what part of your life They're is tough. I'm but not going to speak for them. No, but there's challenges too. And, and, um, you know, and they are living at times a single parent life just because you have to go and do and you know, you can get called out at a moment's notice and they have to be relied upon for that stability and the consistency that um, your position just doesn't allow you to have sometimes. Right. Um, so, you know, they're phenomenal women. I've talked with a number of them as well, and um, and not just women, spouses. So the fact is, there's there's female line workers today too. Yeah. Um, oh and, sure. You know, and then their spouses have a whole different li- you know life as well. Um, so one of the things that uh, I talk about with all of my guests, and I, I I did warn you about this one. I may not have warned you about the video. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, okay. t- I'll I'll take ownership of that. Um, and but you know the. Um, what is what did you learn financially through this path you know going into this or even maybe before you went into this the lo- the jobs that you had leading up to it mm-hmm. then you jump into this and you go through some training um you know if you could go back to like talk to your 15 year old self what would you want him to know about managing your finances and and i always ask this question of every guest that we have because money is involved in all of our lives um what what would you want that person to know? And so you're talking to other 15-year-olds today yeah. or young adults. What do you want them to know that could impact their financial life? I would say, uh, you know, don't wait for somebody to educate you. Uh, maybe, you know, don't wait for the world to come to you. Um, okay. Don't, don't, you know, go to the world. Go, go to your resources, your Internet, uh, research, uh, financial stuff, you know, books to read, Um that's some of the stuff that I did that helped me. Okay. Um, some of the habits that you can start early and you're, you know, 15, 16 years old. Open, you can open up a credit card. Your parents can open up a credit card in your name and start paying on it. Start building your credit. You can start saving. You know, if you have a summer job, start saving for 
uh, a car one day, you know, or whatever. Right. Like little 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 habits can turn into big habits um, later in life, you know, and say especially with saving and stuff. I didn't start doing some of that stuff until I came to you guys. Uh, I was kind of just, hey, paycheck to paycheck, living whatever, you know. I was was making decent money. I was making it. But I didn't start taking it seriously until I started thinking about having a family Mm. and the long term, you know, uh, children's college, my retirement, possibly my wife being able to stay home with the kids. Sure. All that stuff. So I would say uh, educate yourself as early as you can and and don't rely on your parents (laughs) to tell you stuff or, you know, your friends. Um, we learn good things from our parents. Sure, and we yeah. learn sometimes what not to do from our parents. I, right. think it's, I think it's a combination of both, and, and I would hope that every generation feels like that. I hope my kids feel that way about me, that there was some good stuff, and then there some cautionary tales, too. Yeah, and surround yourself with successful people, you know, and, and smart people, and, and that eventually might rub off on you. <laughs> so. No, that's all good. Um, and, and just to that, I always kind of mention that there are great online resources. The credit union has free online quick little lessons five six seven minute long some of them are great for adults some of them are great to do with your kids yeah um real basics you know just savings checking like what you talked about is mm-hmm. um, you know the automated savings just yep. set something up That's... that every paycheck a little bit goes away and you're then when those big bills happen or those big repairs or, <laughs> or whatever they are real yeah. life yeah. i mean the, here's the truth of it is is all of that is real life and it will happen yeah so people pretend that those things won't happen because right. like oh well i i paid all my bills i have all this money left over yeah N- no not really <laughs> so yeah i would say to simplify that uh pay yourself first is basically a good way to put it that's a great tip. take away 20 percent of what you earn every week and stash it away let that start earning interest maybe you open up an ira with it maybe you Stash it in your 401k, some kind of interest. Right. Make that money start making money for you. Invest Maybe it. Invest it. Maybe that's your first rental property you purchase ah. or your first, you know, whatever, your right. first home, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, if you stop living outside of your means, you know, and pay yourself first, eventually you get used to the 80% that's so, left over. And that 20% builds up and builds up right. and builds up. So do you so, find that, you know, with the – and we're not going to call anybody out by name, I promise. But, you know, do you find that um, with the people that you work with that you've gotten to know so well, like do you feel like financial knowledge is something that most are seeking or most are, are trying to do? Um, or is it something that you would just wish more people would think about it? Uh, I think it depends on the individual. Okay. You know, uh, a lot of guys I talk to at work are very smart with it, um, especially. I like hearing that. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, again, our generation has learned from some of the mistakes okay. of the previous generation, just like we've learned from some of the mistakes of the 2008 market crash yeah. and the housing crash and all that. Right. So we talk about stuff at work and, you know, um, you learn from 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 people refinancing you know refining your house why why should you do that i mean and when when, and when should you do that and you know so if you don't know you don't know and if you just sit there and wait for it to come to you it might not ever so my message is educate yourself yourself. and and read the books podcasts there's plenty of smart you know podcasts (laughs) out there you can listen (laughs) absolutely so um that's my message awesome awesome so is there anything important about the life that you lead that you feel like I have not addressed? And I, look, I realize we're not going to encapsulate everything in 45 minutes or an hour. But, I, you know, last word to you. Is there something that you wish more people knew about what you do and the people that, that you work with? Um, I would just say I, I would wish more people knew – that we don't do it just for the money gotcha. because people see the money that we make and sure. they don't always see what it takes to make that money or There's the sacrifices, sacrifices whether yeah. the sacrifice is at work and you're working in 100 degree weather like <laughs> some guys are today right or it's at home where it's taken away some of your family life you know and I've seen guys go through divorces yeah. um, you know drug problems and all that stuff and I, I wish people would understand the toll it can take Right. On on what it does actually take to plug your computer in or your uh, iPad and you know, but yeah. Um so a lot of people do, but there's a lot more people that, that don't. So for those who are, take care of yourselves. Yeah. Make good choices. Sure. Get help when you need it. Yep. 
that's a hard thing to ask for help. Yeah. I think for anybody, but I would think particularly in in that kind of environment, it's it's probably hard sometimes to ask for help when you when you need it. And there's guys that get caught up with chasing the money, you know, and uh, they let their families fall apart. And, and my message would be, you know, don't lose sight of what's most important in our lives, which is our families, right? In my opinion, and taking care of yourself and making sure you're you're there for your family. So yeah. uh, sometimes a couple less dollars in the bank is 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 not a bad thing you know if you have more time at home with your family the very beginning of this you know when i asked you kind of what the biggest challenge was for you was work-life balance so the fact is you're very mindful of that yeah um so lucky wife yeah (laughs) lucky kids yep Laura. Um, you know (laughs) but the truth is you know that's um you're right and and i think that's a valuable lesson no matter what profession someone's in um, there, a balance is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that tends to be something that, um, isn't said, I think it's said a little bit more today. Yeah. I mean, I think like people who are having mental health challenges and issues, I think it feels a little bit freer today to ask for help. Um, but the labels still hurt, Yeah. you know, the labels sure. still hurt. And so, um, I'm, I, I think that's great. Um, yeah. So I, I really do thank you for your time. I know we've talked for almost an hour and um, that you've given up family time for me today. So I thank your family as well. Hmm. Um, But I do think that, you know, it just opens eyes to a whole new group of people to kind of really understand a little bit more about what the work is that you do why it's important to you. I mean, we all know why it's important to us because, you know, gosh, everything that's happening today is plugged into electricity. Yeah. Hey, listen, I <laughs> want to go home to cold air conditioning too on a day like today. So yeah, so I, I mean, it's, it's so appreciated. And we really do. Um, I just think it's valuable to know kind of the backstory. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've shared as much as I can from kind of absorbing it a little bit over the years. Um, but it's great to really hear it from someone who's doing it yeah. and doing it well and, um, and and leading the charge and helping more, you know, learn about it and get involved. Yeah. So um, thank you very much. Uh, you know, we continue to support you guys as, you know, as much as we can. And sometimes that really is just about calling and asking questions and when you don't know the answers or assuming you don't know the answers and, and getting some expert on the line to help you. And that's, yeah. that's the joy that we have. Um, and knowing that it makes an impact over a lifetime and, you know, it's your, you and your family and your kids and hopefully hoping that that next generation just learns ever so much more from your generation. Yeah. Um, I, and I can say, uh, from, from early on in my career, when I first came to first energy, and uh, came to the credit union shortly thereafter, I didn't know anything really about credit scores, Mm. home equity loans, home equity lines of credits, (laughs) refinancing. I mean, you guys have helped me along the way through some of those things in my life. And it's it's inspired me to educate myself, you know, more and spread the knowledge that I have now to others, some of the young guys that start making good money, you know, hey – Get in there and start saving, you know, some of it. Like, think about the long term. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got the nice truck, but what else do you have, yeah. you know? Are you saving for a house? Like, right. So that really started when I first came here, and I it, it's more than a branch bank to me. You guys are like family, and have yeah. helped me get to where I am in my family today, and my wife will say the same thing. Well, she was there early on, so I thank you guys for that. Um, well, thank you. That's what we're here for. Yeah. You know? and, and, and that's been the joy of our 88 years of existence is – being able to do that and to see people improve and grow and see that family just flourish. And um, look, not everybody is looking for that. um, But for those who are, that's why we're here. And, you know, and we, and and we enjoy doing those things and supporting you and in your life, but also, you know, in your personal life, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're ready for that next phase. So Thank you again. I uh, appreciate you. your time. And, uh, and for all of you who've uh, been listening in, if uh, you know, take a look at the show notes. I will have um, some information from all the different things that we've talked about today in there. And also contact information for here at uh, Utilities Employees Credit Union. I know it's a mouthful. Um, you can call us UECU for short, although I'll tell you, you have to practice that about 10 times to get that one to roll off your tongue. Uh, but I encourage you to do it because uh, we have a lot of fun um, but we're really serious about helping people change their lives in, and improve their finances. And look, some people are doing really great, and we love them too. Uh, but we know that you know you can't always ask your family for advice, or you might be uh, in a situation where you learn lessons from your family that you're trying to unlearn, and that's okay. Look, 
family is wonderful and we love them to death, but it doesn't mean they know everything. So, um, you know, I certainly don't. I ask the ex experts here at UECU for advice all the time. Um, and just because I've worked in it for 13 years doesn't mean I know everything. Just kind of like you, Herb. You know, it's sure. just, we, you don't know everything. You learn something new every day. Um, but being in and out around this, I just want to encourage people to ask. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, and that's probably true for your line of work, too. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what we tell our young guys. Yeah. You know? Because I, I can tell you, I've had apprentices that have saved my butt on the job maybe somebody that's only been there for six months or a year that because they were looking out for me they mm. saved me from getting hurt you know and i might not have even known it so uh we encourage them to speak up even though we might ridicule them sometimes <laughs> a lot no, of times we do come on but no, i can promise you. you they've they've <laughs> they, you know those guys have stopped accidents from happening and yeah. because of that yeah and uh if you don't know you know speak ask. up or ask yeah 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 all right. Well, again, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you um, next month. So stay tuned. Thanks a lot. See ya. Thanks.